Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here. My name is Ramon Chavez, and as always, my partner, Owen Evans, in the house. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. It's a Friday. It's different. Friday we don't night. Normally, we're not normally in here on a Friday, nah, you know? It's yeah. Friday night with the boys. Let's go. Uh, and of course, as always, we have the return of Edwin El Jefe, the dead man. Pettis, how are you, sir? Deadwin! Listen, I, ret- I made my gracious return back in the post-game show, so as you guys can tell, nice I'm hat. not dead. Uh, thank you. Got, got the hat. Didn't, still don't have my PHNX uh, Rising shirt, but we'll take the hat. It's, We're it's starting from the top here. and working our way down. Deadwin yeah. lives! I'm alive. I'm <laughs> Hashtag alive, Deadwin. Boys. Here to talk some good footy with you boys. You were trending in the zip code of where we're at, so... Oh, yeah. heads up. We'd love to see that. Edwin. Love to see it. Edwin, still coming for you, Edwin, oh, says Sean. no. <laughs> Jaffer Peacemaker. I'm sorry, Sean. Listen, <laughs> I, I recognize you're better, all right? Just let me live. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet, make sure to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us right now. If you're hearing us on any of the streaming platforms, make sure to rate us a five-star. And again, like and share us wherever you're listening to. Um, it really helps us grow here at PHNX and as well as the Rising Podcast, so make sure to do it if you can. <laughs> Sean just peeked his head in here. Uh, we have a great show, a lot to talk about. Big week here uh, for uh, Rising. It's, you know, of course, they had the game on Wednesday against Valley United. Uh, today we have the draw. Tomorrow there's a game against Galaxy. A lot of stuff to talk about, so we'll be talking about that. And also we're going to be uh, looking ahead at the other USL games happening this weekend. And before we leave today, we're going to finally give away that signed Rising We jersey. are. It's here. It's here. And we're <laughs> going to do the the draw, which isn't really a draw, but... Arguably the most exciting draw that you've watched tonight or today. Because mm-hmm. that draw this morning was <laughs> weird. Yeah, we're gonna, put, <laughs> we're gonna put the video in one quick second, but before we get started with that, I do want to tell us, tell you guys about our new partner that uh that PHNX partner with, which is OGs. So we are excited to welcome OGs brands into the PHNX family. OGs is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journeys. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and an amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preference. Their motto is flavoring life, and that's something we can all get behind. So shout out to OGs. I liked on Saturday that everybody just started putting like weed, 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 weed. On the it's chat. Wednesday. You're losing track of this. It's a weird I'm sorry, one. Man. This I've is had, such a weird one. This is Wednesday. I've already had some, so it's I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. Shout out to OGs. Happy to have them as part of the PHNX yeah. family. So if you guys haven't yet, make sure to get some of that. Yeah, does that OGs isn't just something you say after you watch another mediocre rising first part? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, as well as the draw. So let's go ahead and take a look at the that draw. draw. <laughs> yeah, so we had the, the draw for the third round of the Open Cup today. There we go. So uh, the Mountain excited. Division, oh, the Mountain Group is what Rising were put in. Uh, they could have been in Southern California. They ultimately did a, a pre-draw kind of between uh, Tucson and Rising to decide who would go where. Uh, for those of you watching along with us, you can see it's a really thrilling experience. They opened up envelopes, and there's the uh, they need to chill first out. one. That's Phoenix Rising drawn at home. Uh, <laughs> only Rising and Rail Salt Lake in this region chose to to host, so it had to be those two at home. Rising could never have drawn Rail Salt Lake. They ended up drawing New Mexico United. The other option was Northern Colorado Hailstorm. So Rising against New Mexico United. Speaking of OGs, that game's taking place on 420, so... um. 
Right Shout out to yeah. the uh, the Open Cups. Yeah, Dedication get... to our new sponsorship deals. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, US Open Cup, for that. You should have seen Owen and our uh, director over here for, for the ads that they were like literally screaming across the office when, <laughs> when that happened. So great stuff. Great stuff with OGs. But, uh, you know, let's see some reactions from fans to this draw. Uh, New Mexico United, uh, again, will be coming into town to face Phoenix Rising. So uh, we had a few people here on Twitter. Uh, Owen, uh, what's going on here? Let's go revenge time, baby. Yep, that's the first one. Uh, what do you think about the second one there? Uh, boring A uh, as, uh, as shoot, as shit. You, you can just say it. Come on. Like, you can just, say it. I feel it. weird, like, cussing, but then I watched, like, the Suns one and saw it. Like, <laughs> never, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but can you please uh, tell Rick this time that it's a must-win game for me? I like it. Well, it is a mu- Look, it, it's obviously the second time in a row, and that's where the oops, they did it again comes from, right? In the title of our... The very witty title we had today. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's the second time in a row in the Open Cup that Rising's come up against New Mexico United. The last time is way back in 2019. Way, way back. Indeed. And they met them in the second round then, the first game that they were both playing. I think it was the only USL Championship against USL Championship matchup that time. It is again to de- this time in the third round, the only USL Championship against USL Championship matchup, I believe. Just um, our luck. Yep. Yeah. Um, and... It's not the best, is it? You don't really. Want... The thing about this fun about these cups is that you want to play new people. You want to do something different. You know that that's the joy in this. It's not playing a team that you play every year and it just gets boring. Now and it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been someone like an LA. Oh, well. you never know about LA Galaxy. They might have put the two kids out anyway. But like, it's not like drawing a San Diego. Let's say who you've played like three times in twenty twenty, four times last year, and you're just like, I'm bored of you now. Yeah, I don't want to play you again. Um. But at the same time, it's it's a tough one, right? New Mexico. So you're saying the... you wish they would have gone drawn to the the California. Maybe. Pot. Um. I mean, look, and if we're talking about the California pot, imagine if you just swapped Rising with uh with FC Tucson, you'd have had a home game against California United Strikers of Nisa. Mm-hmm. So would have been a little bit better. I mean, you'd have preferred that, surely. Yeah. You'd have preferred that draw rather than New Mexico because A, it's different, and B, you feel like it's more winnable. Yeah. Um, look, Northern Colorado Hailstorm would have been a good one to have. Besides that, eh. you're saying that there was no chance for them to draw uh, Real Salt Lake. No, no. So, uh, sorry, Northern Colorado, their stadium isn't yet ready, and uh, New Mexico didn't apply to host probably because their stadium is a minor league baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't play <laughs> Open Cup games in there. Um, and last time they played over in the College Stadium. Yeah, but they didn't apply to host. So what you had then is you had these four teams in this region, two of whom applied to host, two of whom did not apply to host. And the two applied to host for Phoenix Rising and Rail Salt Lake. Well, you need two teams to host, so they can't meet. They've both got a host. So they're pretty much already drawn. (laughs) It was was New Mexico or Northern Colorado all along. Um, Disappointing, Um, especially because it comes less than a week after they last play New Mexico at home. I kind of like it, though. I like the fact that they're going to be tested. Because they're gonna, they need to be tested. You know what I'm saying? But why like, do you? Yeah, okay. That maybe for the the caliber of the opponent, and New yeah. Mexico have started the season pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. To be fair, but do you really want to play the same people two times in a row? And I understand uh, the like, appeal of a cup is to play different teams from different parts mm-hmm, of the country, mm-hmm. and I understand. And that. the other thing is, if you talk about attendances, right? How do you sell to people? Oh, come out, watch New Mexico on a Wednesday. You could have watched them on a Saturday, but come watch them on a Wednesday as well. Like it's. 
I mean, no one showed up to the Wednesday one either. So it's, <laughs> no, it's hard enough to sell tickets for Open Cup games. It is, yeah. and, you, and then you have something like New Mexico again, and, and and not like New Mexico at any other time of the year maybe could be an all right seller because it's a rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. People don't like New Mexico whatsoever. Um, which actually is the thing that almost makes it harder as well because rivalry games are hard to win. Yeah, rivalry games are tough to win, and now you're going to try and win two in a week against the same opponent you know edwin what do you think about the draw disappointed uh disappointed in the fact that i wanted to see an mls club but obviously as you said it was just clearly not possible given the circumstances so i i for me some someone in the u.s open cup it's good in the sense that i think that they can beat new mexico united obviously it's not going to be easy i'm not saying that because it's a rivalry game but you're you're going to be i think I, I like the chances to be able to move on from it but I'm bored in the sense it's not someone new. You know, I think the U.S. Open Cup is about playing different styles, playing different teams, learning that. I think that's what makes it exciting rather than facing someone you know so often and and having to do that and, re- and repeat it within the same week, too. I think that also just adds to it, it yeah. being like boring and, and null. So it's going to be hard to. I get it. In. I get it. I just I. I understand the appeal, like you guys are saying, and why people tune into to these games. But at the end of the day, Rising's about winning. They got to win the games. They can only play whoever's in front of them. And I agree with Alex, and I'm okay with being uh, the thought of beating uh, New Mexico twice. So yeah, but hang on a minute. Let's before we even get into this. Before we even get into this, let's not get cocky now, right? Rising has won two games and lost two games in the league this season. They took 115 minutes. We're about to get onto this now. Let's get onto this now. Talking about the. Uh, performance on Wednesday. Uh, it took 115 minutes to get a goal against Valley United, a Nisa team. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of question marks over whether that goal should have stood. Okay, so this is what I'm saying, you know. I'm not thoroughly convinced they're going to beat New Mexico twice. So, it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game, as Edwin said. I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah. But again, this is a team that not only has struggled this season, but has, quite frankly, a pretty bad record in knockout games. You know, it is nine in a row now that they haven't won a knockout game mm-hmm. in 90 minutes. Yep. Nine in a row. And Stretching so, back to 2018. So let me ask you this. Are you, so you're definitely worried about losing uh, in, in the U.S. Open Cup. But here's the thing. Rising needs to step up already. It's already a few games into the season. There's no excuses anymore, especially after that Valley United game. I know a lot of people were not happy with that. We saw it on social media today with Rising replying to <laughs> to uh, someone that uh, tweeted at them, and it's it's the fan base is frustrating. I'm sure people in the organization are frustrated. So this, to me, this is fine. This is a st- this is a test at the beginning of the season. If they don't pass this test, then a lot of questions need to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I that's, think you're that's right. That's why there. I like it. That's that's the thing we have to remember here, right? Is that Rising has come into this season not looking the best. If if they can't get results in two games against New Mexico in the space of a short period of time, having had a bad start to the season, they're going to have to be, you know, the organization is going to have to start asking some serious questions about itself and, and where things are going wrong. Because the problem is that we're seeing the exact same questions come up time and time again, right? Mm-hmm. The same problems in these early games is coming up time and time again. San Antonio accepted. To a degree. Yeah. Um, and right, let, let's go on. Let's talk about Wednesday night. I think we've, we've got the yeah, go for it. the club's take at least is here. And it was Mike Pendleton, uh, someone from, from Tampa Bay, uh, who I met back at the final. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Uh, the only debate I'd have is if you look like shit, then you need to fix looking like shit. Otherwise, you will look like shit in the future and might not get the result you want or should be getting. 
He also adds, I fell asleep in your game, so I honestly don't know how you all looked. <laughs> to which the club decided to reply like shit. To be fair, Mike is on the East Coast, so over there it was like that was a late one, one a.m. No, I, thought you were, I thought you were about to say, to be fair, they did. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> No, but and and uh, yeah, they did. It wasn't a good performance. I think all of us there in the press box were all looking at each other like, "What the heck is going on?" That first half was was poor. Um, I, I think we all kind of jumped with San Antonio game and said, "You know what? Good, right?" What had been going wrong for a, a while felt like it was going right again. Mm -hmm. Okay, they, they were all over San Antonio. Great. Valley United comes along and you just see a, an almost lack of real chances. There was a lot of failure to beat the first man on crosses. There was a lot of, you know, just passing it around the edge of the box and waiting for an opening to appear that wasn't appearing because at the end of the day, Valley United came to sit back, mm -hmm. right? And they had a very good structured defense. And a lot of people now will point to the stats and they'll say, well, look, we had all these shots. They had nothing. Da, da, da. That doesn't mean anything to me because yeah. when you're playing a team like Valley United, who is a Nisa team, right? Look, is it unfair the fact that some people are effectively calling them a glorified men's league team? Yeah, that's probably a bit unfair. But, you know, if if you can't create chances against them, you, you yeah. really struggle there because, look, they weren't even trying to counterattack very much, were they? Not no. in the same way as... I think... And that's the thing. They, and they, when they were, they weren't doing it very well. But that's because yeah. they're a Nisa team, right? Yeah. There's a low bar there. If you're playing like that against a USL team, you're going to struggle more because this is a team that can not only then sit back, they know how to counter. Yeah. They're a higher standard. Yeah. They're going to cause more problems. When you're yeah. playing a team from Nisa, you know, they, they might be able to sit back and absorb it, but are they going to necessarily have the ability to go and counter? They didn't look like they did, really, did they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think the only chances they really did have was towards the end of the game, uh, the 90 minutes, I mean, and, and they had maybe a few shots on Lalo's gold and that could have maybe gone in, but... And like you're talking about, the quality of the opponents are just going to get better. This isn't going to be a NISA team. It's going to be a USL team. Uh, so it's going to be tough. It's uh, I'm and uh, I think Michael has a good point. Been, been, uh, the issue has been the forwards all year. Is it is the, is it the forwards really? Is it the midfield? Like because the San Antonio game, you know, yes, they got the win, but I think there were still some questions lingering. They come out Wednesday. I'm thinking they're going to keep that momentum going. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things not quite going right. Yeah. It starts, I think you're right, it starts with the forwards and it starts with perhaps some of the creation coming out of the mm -hmm. midfield as well. But then it's exacerbated by problems whereby there is a lack of depth at the back. Mm. That lack, lack of depth means that we're, I mean, none of them are especially quick, but you know, you've got people who aren't necessarily the quickest. Um, it, it's interesting. And I mean, to, to Alex's point here about they play poorly against easy team and get fired up against good teams, San Diego Loyal's not an easy team. They're a good team. Yeah. You know, and, and not only that, but we were we were kind of talking about how, you know, you had the, um, you know, that week before they, they played poorly against Vegas Lights. And then everyone's like, okay, we're fired up. We're going to get it. We know what we're doing, all mm. of that stuff. And they came out and couldn't do it. And that was against a team that's expected to be a playoff team, probably. Um, especially the way they've started the season all right, haven't they? I mean, <laughs> look, it, it's hard. But then, you know, and it's that problem where you don't have a great deal of depth at the back. The centre-backs aren't necessarily the quickest. They're not necessarily the most mobile. Um, something perhaps that you saw a bit better with Kev when Kev came in. Um, he, ha he had to be rested, though, really, on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you know, he's 
been taking a little bit of a beating. You can't. Yeah. You don't want to run a guy into the ground. You don't want to run a guy into the ground. I mean, um, tell that to Joe Farrell because he he played 120 minutes. I'm yeah, pretty sure what, he's going to start again on on Saturday. So, but what options does he have? No options. That's you know, thing, yeah. I mean that that's the problem, right? Where are the centre backs? James Moose is that injured? Mm-hmm. You got Joe Farrell at the moment and and Manu Madrid. This has been a problem since the preseason. Why hasn't this been addressed? If if we continue to talk, it's a great about question. It? I'm leaving it at that. It's a great <laughs> question. Um, I think it's something that we all kind of knew. Uh, yeah, we were all poking about this in preseason, weren't mm-hmm. we? Because especially when Manu went down injured, you know, we're talking about, well, where, where's the backup? Um, I think there's a, a portion of, you know, we were talking about this anyway, where um, it might be harder this year getting loan signings in from MLS because of Next Pro and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff going on. Unless you're going to guarantee people game time, it's a little bit problematic and I mean, no defensive assistance, what Michael says. It's a... An interesting point. Obviously, Rising has had people who are perhaps more defensive-minded in the past in the backroom staff. Um, I I don't know how much to weigh on that. That that's I really don't know. But again, mm-hmm. you only got the free centre backs, and I know you'll you'll hear stuff about how you know it's a it can be a luxury to have four centre backs and all kind of stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, if we're going to talk about something that's needed, a fourth centre back is needed. One thing that I did notice is that yet again on on Wednesday. Jonathan Levin wasn't in the squad. Yeah. He like, was at the what, stadium. We yeah, saw him there. Yeah, he's at the yeah. stadium. But, but the question then comes, well, where, where is Jonah? Well, what is Jonah doing? Mm-hmm. If Jonah's not going to get picked ever to play, why did the club sign him? I, I mean, that's, it's it's a question, you right? You have Lambert there not sitting sitting on the bench the entire time. He could yeah, have had yeah. you know, Jonathan there. Yeah, because uh, he could have made the sixth sub in, in extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on the table. Um, I... And the other thing there is that, you know, when we look back at it, I know we spoke about this on the weekend, is that putting Carlos in there, you know, for a more I, physical game against the, I the like lower the way, division team. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, could Carlos maybe do a job against New Mexico? Maybe, right? Because you're yeah. playing against people who are a bit more skillful, a bit more. They're not going to come here just to play a simply physical game and, mm. and nothing else, right? Yeah. Which is kind of where teams like Valley United would look to come. You know, it's a lower league team. It's what you expect. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone like Jonah might have been better suited to that, to be perfectly yeah. honest, because More he has physical. got that. Yeah, exactly. And yet he's sitting there in the stands. And and that's the question that I have, because Angiano, we've made it a point to, to point out that he's a little bit smaller with, as far as his frame. To me, it didn't really it didn't look like he knew what his role was in that in that midfield. You know, I think he was there with Rodriguez and, and Quinn. And I think he was, was just, a, you was know. It was a weird midfield because, right, let's be clear here. Carlos isn't really a six, is he? Or he's not Kev Lambert, at least. Yeah. Right? He's not Kev and Lambert. And that's the question. So if you have Quinn okay. kind of staying back in that CDM role and then you have Anguiano pushing forward, I don't think he yeah. has that so creative. So who, who, was, who was the Kev? I think there were inners, you know. I, I don't know. It yeah. didn't, yeah. So, and that's what yeah. I mean. So if you're looking for creativity... Then you put Rodriguez, Seijas, and Quinn if you're not going to play Lambert. If Lambert's not playing, then you have Quinn and Rodriguez, but then that puts a lot of pressure on Rodriguez to create if Quinn's not on his game that day. So I, I think that's the issue with the midfield that I've seen. When you put Anguiano in, I think maybe you have a lead, you control the ball, you pass it around. That's how I envision him playing, but if you're looking for that goal, I don't think Carlos is the guy. He's a good him. distributor of the ball, yeah. right? We know that. He knows mm-hmm. how to pass. He knows how to create chances, but... There's a difference between that and someone who's going to come up and, and show up against a lower league team in a cup game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of questions. A lot of questions for sure. Speaking of questions. Yes. Do we need to question the goal? 
Let's do it. You know what? <laughs> We've been talking about was it offside or not. You know what? We've got the law up here, but I'm just going to talk through. For those of you who didn't see, didn't know any of that, right? So mm-hmm. the ball is headed by Darnell. It comes off of a defender. And it comes over to Cla- uh, Claudio, who was, at the time the ball is headed by Darnell, yep. he very much appears to be, and we're judging this based on the fact he's the only player in the goal area, right, inside that six-yard line. Yep. He looks like he's in an offside position. Now, some people are questioning, it comes off a defender, does that matter? The answer is maybe. And this is what the law says. This is straight from Law 11, uh, the IFAB laws of the game. A player is in an offside position receiving the ball from an opponent who... Uh, sorry. A player in an offside position receiving the ball from an opponent who deliberately plays the ball, including by deliberate handball, is not considered to have gained an advantage unless it was a deliberate save by an opponent. Was the play deliberate? Because to me, it wasn't at the time. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing here. We're talking about a deliberate play, and that that's, that's the line we're drawing here. It's not about a deflection. If it deflects, that's not enough. It's got to be a deliberate play. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff on there as well if you're watching about what a save is. I know people were talking about what a save is on on, on Twitter. Um, I don't think it necessarily meets the definition of a save. But yeah. again, the question is just, was it a deliberate play? And it doesn't necessarily have to be that he deliberately intended it to go in Claudio's direction. He had to be deliberately playing the ball when he did. Yeah, I don't think he does. I think he's way too close. I don't see substantial movement towards the ball necessarily yeah you know it's more the movement towards the ball is almost when the cross is coming in i don't quite see it when the crosses are you know once the header comes from darnell mm-hmm. i don't see that movement to get in the way of the ball yeah yeah and I he's think, lucky he's very lucky yeah. there because a lot of times that would be called probably it was a bit of a scramble so i think the the linesman was a little bit you know obstructed and couldn't really see it either and you know, with the speed that the play happened, you can't make that call unless you're 100% sure as well. Yeah, and that's where you get into communication between the officials, right? Yeah. So normally what happens is the assistant's going to know for a starter that that ball has been headed. They know roughly the point where it's headed. Mm-hmm. You know that it comes to someone in an offside position. You may think you see a touch in there. The determination on whether it's a deliberate play or not is often coming from the referee in the middle. Um mm-hmm. They're going to confer often and then come to the decision. That's why you often see... I'll give you a little hint now. Uh, This is something just for for people who want to know what to watch for when a ball hits the back of the net, when you should feel confident that it's going to count. When the ball hits the back of the net, it's a goal. The signal from an assistant referee for a goal is they're going to look to the referee, make eye contact, and then they're going to sprint back up the touchline. Okay. And so what you often see from officials as a way of subtly saying, I don't think that that, or that I've got a question, Mm -hmm. is the assistant's going to stay in the corner. Mm. And then you're going to see the referee come over and have a conversation. Now, would it have been a bit of a gutter? Because I'm sure the celebration happens. If that goal gets disallowed, it's probably because they've had a conversation and decided to disallow it. It's not, you know, the celebration's happened at that point. Mm. Yes. Would it have probably been the right decision to disallow it? Probably, yes. yeah, I'm not convinced it was a, a good goal. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, no. From the, from the replay, I thought Repetto was at least at least half his body was offside. Oh, he's well point. offside. Yeah. So the, the offside position bit to me is the one bit that's not in any doubt whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm leaning probably about eighty twenty towards the fact that it was a deflection and not a deliberate play. Yeah. No, definitely Rising were able to <laughs> got some luck on their side against Valley United because if it would have gone to penalties, I think all of us were 
were kind of, you know, a little bit uh, nervous at that point if it went to penalties again <sighs> in the U.S. Uh, Open Cup game. Don't you I don't, referee penalties on a Penalties on a Wednesday night, please, now. I don't... We wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the thing. The overriding just message from all of us was, oh, no, we want to go home. It's a Wednesday night. And like, no. I feel like that's the way for fans as well. I was yeah. chatting to one of the fans was down at the front and his kid was like one of the ball boys, mm -hmm. right? It was his kid's 10th birthday. <laughs> and you think like, I'm sure this kid is going to love being here until like 11 o'clock on a Wednesday oh, man, night. This sure is a long penalties. game. Could be a long shootout as well. You know, those can take a while. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, definitely got some luck on, on the rising side with that repetitive goal. And I think we can all just put this game behind us and move on to, to New Mexico because that was a, a long 120 minutes for sure. Uh Oh, and there is another game this week that we got to talk about because uh, tomorrow uh, LA Galaxy 2 is coming into town at Wild Horse Pass. So uh, Galaxy, you know, we'll talk a little bit about them. Not the best USL championship team ever. <laughs> uh, they've, uh, from what that's I... A, that's a bit harsh. Right. Um, well, correct. However <laughs> you want to look at it. But. Uh, their best performance from what I see uh, lately is 2016. Uh, but other than that, finished towards the bottom of the Western Conference each year. The, they made the playoffs in 2020, didn't they? Uh, I yeah, they lost in the first round to Reno, didn't they? Yeah, so we need to ask Max about that. If Max, we're gonna talk about like yeah. an actual season, not COVID, you know, pandemic related, then you know, I'll say 2016. But yes, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> You're discounting it. It's like all the people that you know doesn't count for me. Yeah, it doesn't count. Doesn't yeah. Count. But uh, for example, uh, you know, last year, um, just not not really good at all. So is this? Do you feel like? And I think Alex made that point earlier where. Rising plays poorly against easy team, quote unquote. You think they'll think this is a, a game? The players, at least, the, where they can kind of cruise by. I mean, Galaxy hasn't had the worst start, you know, and they did tie against Indy Eleven, uh, beat Toros, uh, lost to San Antonio, and lost to San Diego in their opening game. So, not too bad, I guess. But what, what do you think? Not great though. Um, I mean, the San Diego one was unfortunate. Let's be clear there. That was a very unfortunate result. I believe mm -hmm. it was. I'm just going to click on it now because I've got it here. It was a 90 plus 7 winner. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's yeah. hard to take, right? Yeah. You know, you've equalized there in the... You give up a goal in the 78th, equalized in the 84th. You mm -hmm. think, great, we're coming away with a point, and then you give up one 90 plus 7. That's hard. Yeah. And it's hard to really judge you for it as well because by that point, you've almost done enough. You're so close to have done enough. Mm -hmm. um, the RGV result... Take it for what it is, is RGV. Um, it were, that RGV game compared to the ND11 game, it seems similar where they were able to get a goal. They were trying to hold on strong um, against RGV. They did get the win, but against ND11, their keeper ended up making a mistake mm -hmm. and, and gave uh, ND11 a chance to tie it. So, and can we talk about that? That San Antonio game was chaos. Like, there were two red cards. LA Galaxy 2 actually had 22 shots to San Antonio's 10. Mm. And 60% of the possession to San Antonio is 40. Yeah. You know, it's not as though they were outplayed mm -hmm. necessarily that night. They had more shots on target than San Antonio. Yeah, I think it was David just a Luera, weird set of circumstances. Yeah. David Luera got the opening goal, goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carlos Harvey then equalized in the first half. Mitchell Tainter with the winning goal, 53rd minute. But so what can we expect? You know, they're coming into town. I think they're coming in good spirits. They have a lot of rest compared to rising. So is that going to factor into Saturday? Let's just slap Rick's thoughts on this from, from Tuesday. Take a look. Well, I mean, Preston Judd is a dynamite player. We really like him. Big, powerful, fast. Uh, their wings are very technical, very fast. Remy Cabral's playing with them. Um, I think Liam Doyle's added 
another element of experience. Their passing from the center back has improved quite a bit. Uh, they play very similar 4-4-2 to San Diego with a rotation. Um, they look to outnumber you in the middle, I think, at times and and try to find gaps on either side of your number six. So uh, it's going to be a very, very good test for us. You know, it's, um, it's a game that tactically we'll have to be smart and we have to be aware that you know, they're, they're not going to come in here with any fear. And I think now people probably think there's a chink in the armor and they're going to come after us. And I think the guys realize that now. So um, they're a good team. They're a very good side and very organized. I think Greg Vanny at the first team has done an amazing job with that organization. And um, I wish him continued success. He's a good friend and a, and a great coach. And do you think it's an advantage for them that they're going to be coming in on more than a week's rest? Sometimes it is. I think, um, you know, you, you, maybe you lose a little bit of rhythm, but um, they're going to get to watch us play on Wednesday night. They're going to get to get in here and, and get used to maybe a little bit. The, it's not too hot yet, but um, I'm, I'm sure that they'll, they'll be excited to play here. It's um, and it's going to be difficult. I don't know if I'd say it's an advantage, but yeah, it's going to be tough for us with three games in a week. Fast centre forward, fast wingers. That sounds like a sounds like a great <laughs> recipe right there. Yeah, um, I, I mean it, it's kind of where things have gone wrong for Rising, isn't it? Really. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean it's it's that problem whereby look, do we feel like we? I feel like we're being really negative and. Some of that is justified and some of it may be harsh, but it's somber. We've been somber called, even, yeah. some people would say. Yeah, <laughs> this is really not taking out to be the Friday night party we're all expecting, you know. We could have after the show. Maybe yeah. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we should have got some of those OGs in and then it would have been. Oh, more and it's a... justified. Oh geez. <laughs> Look, but they, here's the thing, you know, it it's not necessarily they're gonna play poorly because the one thing we know about rising is that they their whole thing relies on the fact that they don't care you're gonna come in and defend. Right, mm -hmm. they still got to poke through your block and get a goal early doors normally, um, and yet they're not. And so then you're getting into a position where you got chasing the game because the other team are going on a counter. They got pacey people. They've scored a goal. You chasing the game. The other team is sitting back. Yeah. Now they can just sit back. They don't even have to care anymore. You know, you're winning. Mm -hmm. You're winning in Phoenix. Why take more risks? Because if you're winning in Phoenix, you probably came in saying draw be a good result. Yeah. But now you're winning. You've got to concede two to be a problem. Look, I, I think that LA Galaxy 2 are a very beatable team. Very beatable team. And we've seen Rising beat them many times over the years, uh, excepting that really, last year. Yeah. that one that really three, bad three, game. Three, oh, yeah. that was that was a bad game. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to bleach that one from memory. Um, I was there, unfortunately, with, uh, with Jake, who joined us on the weekend. Yeah, yeah shout out to Jake. Yeah, he, he wore his tie, which he didn't wear a tie that day. So I think we can blame that it on that. Yeah. It was the tie. It was the tie. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it's worrying because, again, look, if they can click, if they can find their goals, mm -hmm. great. Everything's going to be great. Um, and I can see. And a lot of the time, you know, it's the same with like Sacramento against uh, Portland Timbers under 23s today. Uh, sorry to... Uh, Last night, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, I, I haven't, I can't even remember what the what the oh, it finished six nil. Okay, great, but it was six nil at half time. It was one of those things where you were just like, 
much like Rising, if you can find a goal early against these lower league teams... They're going to crumble. They crumble, yeah, yeah. Because they come in and they sit back and defend. You know, Rising's thing is that you have the opponent in the low block, you score a goal, and then you make them try and open up a bit more, and then, then mm. you find another three or four goals. Right? Go. Like, that's how they do it, you know? And because they're not, it's... Yeah. I mean, we saw that against Monterey, but we haven't seen that happen anytime after yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Rick mentioned uh, Preston Judd. Uh, 17 goals or 18, if we, uh, my sources here tell me right. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of goals regardless in 2021. So he's one to watch. Uh, Michael Salazar, he's their left winger captain as well. He did come out injured last game, so I'm not sure if he's going to be available for this game. So uh, yeah, we're going to see. But yeah, those quick, fast left wingers, I'm sorry, wingers, uh, they're going to be an issue. So I, I, hopefully Rising is going to be able to, to take that. It's it's an interesting one, right? Because they, they are scoring goals this season. That's one thing you can definitely say. They're yeah. they scoring goals. They're also get, picking up, you know, I had a look. They picked up two red cards so far this season, which mm-hmm. in four games, you think, well, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it was like in the first game, right? Like uh, Cabral had one and then in the San Antonio one you were speaking about, so... Yeah, and I, I went on and thought, oh, two, that's a lot. They've got to be, like, top of the league with that. And I looked, no, New York Red Bulls 2 have had four. Which <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. How many games have New York Red Bulls 2 played? It's like five at least now. Four or five. I, it's like a red card every game, basically. <laughs> hang on a minute. How many games have they played? They've played five. Yeah. So in five games, they've had four red cards. Good job, boys. Um, yeah, yeah great stuff. <laughs> look, I think that it's going to be an interesting game. Um, yeah. Really... Now, Santi, let's actually, we can talk a bit about that. Yeah, let's actually, talk, about talk about the rising side of things. So Santi's ankle, it was a sprain. They were hoping it was only grade one. Uh, we've yet to get a, a real indication quite. It looked pretty it was. bad. We're it looked literally bad. Right He was in a lot of pain. He went yeah. off and iced it, um, I believe. He had some issues with swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, from experience of doing an ankle sprain, doing football stuff, it can be nasty. That stuff can... I wouldn't doubt it if you... I'd, I'd yeah. expect, even as a precaution, surely you make him miss this weekend just because, look, if he sprained that quite badly, is he going to be up for training the next morning? Mm-hmm. No. Probably not. Yeah. You know, sometimes you do that and you, you try walking and it's just like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Because yeah. um, if, if I remember the play correctly, it was the Valley United's defender got, got him with his knee. I think, it but there are people are also it. saying he just kind of twisted it. He landed awkwardly on it and yeah. twisted it. I, I haven't yet watched that bit back, so yeah. hard to really tell. I know tell, the Valley but... United player was screaming that he didn't touch him at all. So, I, I, yeah, you can take I don't that know. as you will. I don't know. But look, I think it wouldn't be a, a daft move to drop him for the game. Yeah, put Hurst in look, there. I he mean, can take don't, care of that. Don't, at the end of the day, don't risk causing something that's going to be a far more serious injury, especially when, look, if, if this was Santi on peak form, right? And you were going to say, we need a result. We need Santi on peak form. Great. He's yet to quite hit that peak form. The last thing you want to do is really set his season back by, Mm -hmm. you know, injuring him even more. Um, It's now what happens then? So, I mean, we've got Bobby in here now with um, with you sliding Kalistri on the left. Try a front two until he comes back. I don't know. I think Hurst Hurst, Hurst Hurst, on the left. you're, You're a big fan of Hurst on the left. And I don't mind him there as a... Stop gap, but yeah, I'm not yeah, that's sure all it is. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, think I want to convert and him. Into I worry a that that's yeah. almost where it, we've seen him there quite a bit now. Um, yeah. if we see him again, I think it's because Rick wants to play Repetto in the box as well. Yeah, but that's so. How do you get both of them in there? I think you slide Hurst to the left, you know, and then uh, like but, the San Antonio. But game. is it 
Is that in Hurst's best interest? Are you getting yeah. the best out of Greg Hurst by putting him on the left? I don't think so. I like him when he drops down and kind of helps the midfield and transition the ball upwards. That's where I like him. He's a good player, Greg Hurst, right? Yeah. He, and he's a hard one because you'd say, well, Claudio scored tw two games in a row now. You, you've got to leave him out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're going to have to see Claudio stay out there. I mean, Ed Edwin's popping up. Edwin, you, you've Let's got go, something Edwin. to add here. Happy, <laughs> Happy birthday, Greg Hurst. Happy birthday, Greg Hurst. Yes. We almost April forgot. birthdays. What's up? Let's go. I just got to give a shout out to that. <laughs> um, also I almost forgot. Yes, Thanks for reminding us there. That's why I'm here, just to pop in and remind you of that. Thank you, uh, Edwin. I like the Kalistri. Um off the bench. I'd like to see Richmond. I know you're not you were not the biggest fan of the performance, but I, I back Richmond off the bench. Richmond. But here's the thing, what would you Richmond. put Richmond what position? Uh, he started as a center forward, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think you you'd play him with the number nine role. I think he would serve in that wing role pretty well if given a chance, because I don't mm. think we've seen him over there and i think he he could be an interesting option i think he's he has a lot of energy he's a lot of pace and he's willing to take on one-on-ones i think where we're seeing a lot of issue with the wings is these wingers are not taking on these one-on-ones and not winning it right they it seems I like get... they lose the ball right away and that's an issue yeah. you're not creating ball so i think you put in richmond i think he's willing to take those on and win some of them mm -hmm. so there's the, the point then where that means we're probably going to leave marcus in i think so I mean, how's Babu doing? Is he good? How's Babu doing? Yeah. Um, good question. Because otherwise, so the, the update to... earlier in the week was that he was going to be um, what was it with him? It was going to be a end of the week, end of the week. So we'll probably training. find out tomorrow. End of the week, start of next. Yeah, it's probably I struggle to see necessarily him playing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you take the risk on him, um, especially when they can probably leave Ryan out there. Mm -hmm. Instead, but with Babu, it's more of a, you know, it was the groin issue, and they said, look, he's a, a very attack-minded fullback. You've got to bear that in mind when you're thinking about things. Yeah. So, so if he's playing, he has to go up and down the entire. Uh, yeah, that's what he does, yeah. right? It's and so they didn't want to risk him. They didn't want to bring him out too early because mm -hmm. um, they didn't want to risk exacerbating the issue. Same with that uh, hip kind of issue that that James Moose is dealing with. They didn't mm -hmm. really want to exacerbate that risk leaving him out for a lot longer and causing more problems there but yeah hey it's uh you know for now i'd imagine ryan probably stays out there it's it's the safer option again it's early in the season yeah play it safe the league games at least aren't must win yet as frustrating as we get as frustrated as we're getting at mm -hmm. times looking at these these games aren't necessarily must win yeah i think quite they yet. have enough firepower to make up for those losses at least don't for one game. don't do something daft now that's going to leave a guy out for two months you know yeah. and i i trust that that's what they're doing okay. from what i see the the way that they're approaching these i feel like that's the kind of way that these injuries are being treated so Lambert was not he he was on the bench, but he didn't play against Valley United. I'm sure he'll be back in the starting lineup. So do you see him maybe filling in like that with that San Antonio role against Galaxy? I wouldn't mind seeing Sayhas back out there. Okay. I so if you slide Lambert into that C B role, you put Sayhas in there, Quinn Arturo. Is that what you're thinking? I could see it. Okay. Edwin, any any thoughts on that one? <laughs> He's like, he doesn't want to deal with We're this. putting him on the spot. <laughs> Come on, Deadwin. Uh, uh, King, Farrell, let's say Lambert, you, you put Flood, and then who's your th trio in the middle? Trio in the middle, Arturo. Um, 
I like Ceyas a lot. I think. C- I think he's been good when he's when he's played. He's been good. Good call. I, I think Ceyas would be a, a great option. Uh, my my other option would be interesting because without Lambert in that midfield, you can't put Aguiano out there. In my opinion, you you you'd be suffering a little bit. I'm trying yeah. to think of more reliable options off the bench. Uh, maybe Kalistri. I don't know. I, it's just struggling to me because I think you got to put Lambert in that midfield. And then, I mean, I'll slide back someone like Monte Madrid um, because I think Madrid was, again, and I said this and I got a little heat, but he was the best attacking option on Wednesday, right? I Like, he did the most threatening, which is, yeah, it's sad, but it's true. So I think you've got to reward him with some minutes too, so. yeah. But then I guess, do you drop Joey then? I because, think... again, as, as has been said, Joe Farrell's played now, what, 90 minutes, 120 minutes, Long, you know. Yeah. Does he need a break? Does he need a rest? Uh, you see, he won't. He he won't say it, but you don't want to risk it either. You know. Well, that's Rick's job. Yeah. That's like you, you, you're yeah. right here. You, you know, a player's not going to say to you, "God, I'm tired. I, I don't want to play." Yeah, I don't think. Or I can if play they do, them. that's probably because they they've really gone too far. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like that's Rick's job to, to step in him. there and do that. I you think don't you think need. You him. Yeah, you need him. He's been there the entire season. That's you can't. True. You you can switch the other one. So Madrid, but bearing in mind, think about it this way. You've got no game in midweek next week. Mm-hmm. Then you've got another Saturday, Wednesday. Sa- uh, is it Saturday the after? Yeah, and the yeah. Saturday after. Yeah. yeah. Someone yep. needs a break in there. And I mean, I know Michael's saying Manu, but again, can, can Joe play all those minutes? Especially if, because, right? Yeah. When games are coming thick and fast now, Musa's not going to be able to play all the time when he comes back. And even then, he might be back next week. He might be back the week after. We don't mm-hmm. really know when he's going to be back to full fitness. So if there was a game to do it, I think it would have to be this one. Because like you're saying, they, they play against uh, New Mexico United on the 16th, again on the 19th. Do you really want, for example, Musa coming right off an injury playing against New Mexico? If it was to be a, you know, a game to give Farrell a break, it'd be this one. At he least maybe Mayo um, off the bench. It's, it's a good question. It's Look, we're going to have to work this out. It's going to be... Yeah, we wouldn't, want to, be, we wouldn't want to be Rick in this situation. We're, yeah, for sure. These are really difficult questions that Rick's going to have to answer tomorrow, really. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. We're going to see the answers to them with the team selection, you would imagine. For sure. Uh, to wrap up this segment against uh, Galaxy, guys, what are the keys to a rising victory? Score early. Ball in the back of the net. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery Scandinavian man. I haven't man. seen him for a while. Now, we haven't been to training for a while. He hasn't been sitting with the players for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any updates for you, Michael. Edwin, keys to the game for a victory. Better passing. Uh, passing was questionable on Wednesday. There was a lot of chances that they could have had if the, the crossing, the link-up was better. So yeah. I think better passing, uh, just a better performance from the front three. I think uh, we have not seen a good full 90 minutes from this team, right? We've seen uh, 45 from Monterey Bay game and maybe mm-hmm. 20 minutes from the San Antonio game. Give me 60 at least, you know, just, <laughs> just, increase. 60, please. <laughs> just, just increase it, you know, Let, let's get to that point. So I yeah. think better passing, better performance for front three and just give me at least a good 60 minutes where I can, where I can feel this is the team that I expect at the start of the year. Yeah. Just so we, they can show progress because I think what the fans want to see is that they're fixing their situation, that they're progressing. They don't, they don't need their team to be clicking 100% right now mm-hmm. because you want to do that later in the season, come playoffs and all that. But if you if you keep progressing, I think that's what's gonna be huge. So that's my keys. Yeah, I have the same thing with the passing. Uh, win the fifty fifty balls in the back and take you know get those one on ones and in the front. 
be your defender and try to be creative. Yeah, it's... The attack has to be better, um, yeah. I think. End of equation. The attack has to be better. Um, and quite how you fix that, I don't know. Yeah. But that's why we are the people here talking. We're over here, not in the... We're not over on over the training there, yeah. That's um, that'd be rough. 3-0 is what I'm predicting. Oh, let's do it. I'm going for it. Let's go, guys. Come on. It. It's my birthday you know weekend. I need some goals, man. In let's our do next, this. In our next bit, I want you putting your money where your mouth is. I want you putting your cash down on a 3 0 win. Let's do it. You're going to say something that bold. I'll get you the odds in a minute, but let's. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to do it. Come on. Come on, Rising. Wow. Give me I, that money. Again, this is not to hate on Rising and be so doom and gloom, but when their front three are not performing the way they are to go 3 0. Now nah, we're. Bold. Uh, Bold. Shame on both of you for not believing. I will go 2-1 rising. See, Michael gave me three at least. Also the one. Oh, Oh, guys. Where'd we go? Oh, no. Where'd we go? I think we lost the battery. That's why. Oh, man. We we got blackout here in the studio. Um, See, that's what happens when you guys don't believe. That's what happens when you guys don't believe. <laughs> you know, we don't believe for one minute. For one minute, we don't believe in. Yeah, Owen was gonna say one zero. Just yeah. I was I was so, actually gonna get the odds and just have a look so what they were saying. While we pull up odds and while we fix this, should we just throw up the red clip again? <laughs> no, no, go on. We can we can get talking. We can there keep we talking. Go. No, Alex has. Uh, he says two to one, and then the lights went out. <laughs> Uh, McBee yeah. says he agrees with Edwin. Uh, Edwin said enough of you two. <laughs> it's a podcast. You don't need the lights. That's for a right. I'm taking over. I'm on top, people. Oh wow! The, there the, we go. After it's the, Edwin has just like he, he yeah he he disliked the takes enough that he's just shut us off now. I didn't yeah. know he could do that. I should be I more nicer to Edwin. I didn't know he had that power. Now see, now it's just a big Edwin. Yeah, like, Edwin this show. This is what we wanted. And we had a little bit of a Shonda puzzle. Again, here. just a reminder yeah. that at least Edwin, oh. Edwin and I are coming for your jobs. Yeah, look at the crew. <laughs> Welcome to the new host of PH and X Rising, Edwin and Sean. This is and yet, and yet, the show just got like so Sean, Sean, yeah. Sean, give me a shout now. What is your score prediction? Because I haven't done mine yet. Who's Edwin now? Um, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go with the same one I gave last time. Two one. Boom. Yeah, with two one to who? <laughs> the rising, of course. There, there we go. We're oh, back. Okay. And now no, we're gone no. again. Edwin says, "My, it's my time." <laughs> Bye, there, we go. there we go. Hey. hey. Don't worry about what happens there. You never know what can happen at PHNX. It's though. a fun time. We're about as functional as the Las Vegas Lights. Oh. oh but wow. they did win, unfortunately. Not against Tucson. Year. Not against Tucson. They lost to Tucson. <laughs> Remember, though, everyone, right? It's PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double the fun. See? Double the fun. we got to get the Twitter plug in there as well. Mama's out I haven't done my score prediction yet. I'm going with... I think 2-1's a good shout. 2-1's a good shout. Let's go with 2-1. <laughs> too see, soon, bro. See, he agreed with me. Sorry sorry to all those people watching the podcast. Uh, watch the camera flick like four or five times. Don't no. you worry about no, that. No, you wanted the limelight on you. We, <laughs> yeah, we know, we know I, what listen, you're about. All right, I think... Someone needs to keep him away from that, right? <laughs> let's, let's push on. Right? All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break after that fun segment. Let's talk about DraftKings. <laughs> uh, if you guys didn't know, UFC 273 is happening this weekend. It is a stacked card. It's going to be crazy. So you guys want to join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. So choose your fighter, then sit back and watch the action unfold. 
Anything can happen in the octagon and PHNX Rising. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, you got a sure thing. Bet $5 and get 100 in free bets. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So again, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, throw down $5 on UFC's 273, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. You do have to be 21 and over to gamble, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. I'm not sure I've calmed myself down enough to now get back onto the serious <laughs> stuff because I'm still just like, where did what happened? What, what, why did we disappear? Right. I took, you know over. What? I took over. I took over. We finally came. As Michael said, who's dead with now? That's right. Who's dead with now? I right. But let's talk, let's talk some odds, right? I told you something straight from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yep. Uh, you wanted 3-0, right? Let's do it. What do you think you're getting on that? Let's give me a guess. Give me odds? a guess. What are we getting? What are you getting on your odds? Phoenix Rising to win 3-0. Plus 1,500. No, no. It's only at 10 to 1. Oh. But hey, 10 to 1. Still That's, pretty good. You make some money there. Oh, got to put some money you, now. You're putting some on. I'm expecting the evidence, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you win, now that we've pressured you into doing it, you're doing it to buy everyone drinks here. What the heck? So the I got to put my show. money to buy drinks for people. No, that's not the way it works. You can keep your steak. That's to be the other you way. You can keep your steak. No, the rest no, of it that's goes not how it works. That's not how it works. We, we'll look, refi- Owen's trying to get me high. He's trying to get me to get me the money. Like, it's just... <laughs> Don't make me cut the camera again. Yeah. <laughs> right, but too let's much, talk... You much, know what, we're moving much. on. I know our next segment's around the USL, but let's talk a bit about the odds as well, just let's the USL, because it. it's a Friday, right? The odds are out. Friday night. We got the odds are out on DraftKings, so let's have a look. One of the games that you can definitely get, I think, a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a good deal on Let's at the moment. It. So you got Tulsa Roughnecks against Pittsburgh. Well, not Tulsa Roughnecks. It keeps calling them Tulsa Roughnecks. FC Tulsa against Pittsburgh River Hounds. You've got plus money on all of the possible outcomes, right? Just Tulsa one. to win, yeah. plus 150. Draw, plus 215. Pittsburgh at plus 165. I think that latter is the one that I'm edging towards. Because mm. Pittsburgh are a good team. They're a good team. And at 165, yeah. I'm feeling that. What else have we got here? Atlanta United 2 against Detroit City. Detroit. You think in Detroit? Well, the odds are the same, no matter whether you want an Atlanta win or a Detroit win. Whoa. I think the Atlanta 2 aren't great. They have had their, their, their outlook looks better now because they had that one game where they beat up on Charleston. Mm-hmm. But Charleston had a player sent off. So the odds in that one is what, plus 155 for either team. To win. So an Atlanta win is plus 155. A Detroit win is plus 155. Draw plus 220. I'm still edging Detroit win. You do, you edging Detroit win on that? I, I like Detroit on that one. I think Atlanta just had that one good game. You want another one that's all, all plus money? Let's do it. Orange County against San Antonio. Really? Orange County at plus 165. Draw at plus 220. San Antonio plus 145. Yeah. Who are you thinking for that one, boys? Uh, I'm gonna take uh, Orange County. I don't, I don't like San Antonio. The You're way taking Orange County yeah, plus one six five. Not they're at home. Yeah. It's not a bad shout, Edwin. Who are you taking? I'm back in San Antonio. I am gonna back the boys. Oh, we think. know you love San Antonio. No, I just <laughs> well, maybe we'll go with a draw. Maybe we'll there just we go. go with See, a Michael draw. Michael says draw right there. So that's the thing. These Dang, guys. Michael's going with San Antonio. All right. Watch. All right. So these guys are arguing. I'll just watch. go with a draw I'm and drop some parlays. Get some money for y'all because Owen doesn't. Because Owen doesn't. So I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. So 
<laughs> so the the game we all care about though the phoenix rising la galaxy 2 game by the yep. way just just to give you the odds here phoenix rising at uh minus 250 mm. so a pretty decent favorite there yep draws at plus 360 la galaxy 2 you can get them at plus 500 for a win so if you think that rising are going to be absolute dire performance tomorrow there's yeah. some money to be made but only if they actually turn out that way if they win minus 250 yeah you not know. a lot of money on that one. Not a lot of money necessarily. I'm interested in these other games. So Las Vegas against uh, Colorado in Vegas. Again, Vegas has started out pretty great. Danny Trejo putting that team in his back. Um, that's Who are you set. taking in that game? Uh, I'm, I'm taking Las Vegas. I don't. You're taking Las Vegas. Ooh, big one. Plus yeah. 280 on Las Vegas in that game. There you go. Free money. You want to take welcome. it? You hop in. Hop in. <laughs> hop in. I think. Yeah, Colorado. They, they got knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup. Only right? on the Saturday, bear in mind. We can ignore the Sunday games. Yeah, Saturday, them, yeah. El Paso against Monterey. Uh, El Paso needs their first win at home. I think they'll take it. Is there one for El Paso? Probably I don't not. See him on here. I'm being <laughs> blind. Um, no, because they're both bad enough that no one even knows anymore. Um, El Paso has lost to Central Valley Fuego. Really, just set things up. They need a win. Look, earlier this week, I asked Rick about it. He said they're going to click. They're going to click eventually. The coach just has to keep his trust in his players. And that's well. what he's telling himself too. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Rick. I'm just kidding. All right. You trying right. to cause a fight all right, here? All right. All right. All right. You trying to cause a fight? I need these guys to win. All right. I need. I need this win. All right, y'all. So yeah, great games to look forward to. Uh, Sunday games. We got Louisville against uh, Loudon. Mm-hmm. That should be pretty fun. Should be an interesting one. Loudon, of course, did uh, lose. I believe in there on the weekend. So they're no mm-hmm. longer unbeaten. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the other ones here. Loyal against Charleston might be fun. Yeah. Oh, Charleston is not up to much. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely a good good slate of games here. And, again, you guys can make your bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So We need to get down to our final bit of business now. Yeah, we got to give out a jersey. Thank you so much yeah. for sticking around here. I know it's a Friday night. Uh, Friday but night, yeah. but you, you, where else would you have fun? Where else would you have fun like we just get did? Get a blackout. Where we just had an utter blackout, you know. <laughs> Edwin took over. It, it's His ego just right His here. ego's through like, the roof. Although, yeah, the show much. ratings went through the roof. He got, he got <laughs> that hat. Through the roof. He got the that chat hat. was going Look, off. The people right. loved it. The he switched it back. It. How about El Trafico? Ooh, Ooh predictions. Chicha. Predictions are predictions here. Can I do a prediction or a wish? What's your wish? They call up all the good players from LA too. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Preston okay. Dad, yeah. Let's get back to business. And it is the final bit of business Two we've got. One galaxy. The jersey. The signed jersey. All right. Who's going to take it? We did do that whole Twitter giveaway thing. Yeah, we did do I'm it. I'm about to get a thing that makes a comical noise now. Let's go. To do the draw. We all know how much y'all like if the I, white shirts. So. If I lift this up closely enough to the mic, you might be able to hear the comical noise as I Let's get do the beer. little spin. Well, let it be known. We also have to check that you did everything. Yeah, Gen X ASMR. <laughs> oh, rigged. Edwin wins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually gone to uh, Reese 11. Reese 11. Reese. Congratulations. Yeah. We'll contact you. We will be in touch. And it, presuming you're going to be there tomorrow, we might come and uh, say hello. Yeah. If you're on, at the, the game, let us know. We'll, we'll walk it over to you. We'll, we'll give you a And make sure up. you did everything that was said in the contest, too. That is true. <laughs> Indeed. Is true. I'll, I'll have to. I, 
We've just given it away. I'm just going to do one last double check. Yeah, Jackie double does do checking. it. Let's just say that. No cheaters around these parts. We like some clean. He follows <laughs> us. There's a good start. That's good. That's a the good start. One. Yep. Now the giveaway. I, I'm sure I checked all of these before, so it should be correct, but I'm just making sure I didn't make a mistake. Why did you have to say that? Now I'm doubting myself. Well, no, and when I'm you're screwing up sure. this show, man, you need to you need to bring it down a notch, all right? Fine. With your hat, you keep switching it too. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't worry about that. Hold on a minute. Have we got a retweet. Have we got a retweet? Have we got a retweet? Yeah. He yes, we got us. a retweet. Bim, 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 bim. And he tagged people because that's how I got the list of people. Yeah. Nice, so there nice. we go. Congratulations. We'll be finding you tomorrow. I'm sure. Yes, sir. Congratulations on winning the signed Phoenix Rising jersey. And we'll it's be a shame doing... it's in white, but I hey, know. it's what we've got. Sorry, y'all. We'll be doing more. Uh, these uh, in the future, we do have some other stuff to give away. So just keep keep uh, in touch with our Twitter account. And again, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double, double the fun. fun. There we go. All right, y'all. So that wraps it up for uh, Friday's show. Uh, it's, it's to me, it was weird being in the office on a Friday because I don't think I've ever been here on a Friday. But it has been fun as always with everybody here, Owen, Edwin, uh, and the rest of the crew that walked in to help us out. So <laughs> that was great. So we will see you tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have, again, a live post-game show after uh, the Risings game against Galaxy 2. And make sure to say hi to us when we're there. Unless unless you're a child who wants to high-five. Oh, yeah, I don't do high-five. He, ma- he, he makes kids cry. He makes kids cry. Yeah, he makes them cry. Yeah, hopefully there's a good crowd tomorrow. You know, after I that, think we should. Game. We should see a good crowd. It'll be tomorrow. fun. All right, y'all. Until then, we will see you on Saturday tomorrow. Have a good night.